Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane! We have made it to the Friday plane, ladies and gentlemen. All aboard! Yes! All, uh, all ashore that's going ashore, right? Is that what they say? Sure. Okay, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I hope you enjoyed the first hour of me being lazy with some of the uh, favorite interviews I did for the first uh, that's, that's That is, that's banked work. You yes, did, that's, that's true. That's work you've... It's the last It's the last work day of the year. Yeah. I think I deserve that. So hopefully you enjoyed that. It is Mike Wimacher alongside Johnny Molson. I will say this. I am proud of people this morning. I was a little bit afraid because usually when the first kind of snowflake hits, everyone immediately goes, I must drive two miles an hour. And yeah. I understand you need to slow down a little bit, but I was kind of proud of everybody that they handled it pretty well thus far. Uh, yeah, that was kind of my experience too. Um, okay. Yeah. All yeah, good. So, All good. Yeah, keep, keep being awesome, people. Yeah, keep being awesome. That's a good way to start the year. Yes, yes. Well, we're going to talk a lot about things that are ending the year. We'll get to your favorite memories of 2023. We also have the ever-popular, I have the two different lists. Rolling Stone has a list of the 100 best songs of 2023, mm -hmm. and Entertainment Weekly has their 10 best. So we'll go through together uh, later on this hour, and we will give the, the song and the artist, and we'll play... Do you know the song one and two? Do you know the artist? Okay, yeah. Man, looking at the list, I, I kind of got a bit of a glimpse, real quick. Not real great. It's gonna the, be a long segment of. Uh, I don't yeah, know. the the uh, the older I get, the more on the list I go. I have a faint idea yeah. on who that is. So we will get to that as well. But I did want to talk about something really quickly here to start the seven o'clock hour of New Year's Eve. Not the greatest holiday for a kid, right? When it comes down to it, we'll get to New Year's Eve memories, yeah. but overall, it's more of a go out and be up till midnight type thing, which is why there's uh, some events like First Night. You guys were a part of that for a while at the Rodeo Con Company, which is a really cool event downtown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. So I want to remind people of that. And the other one that I noticed, and it's been promoting all over Facebook, and it's New Year's Eve. Have you mm -hmm. heard this new trend? Sure, yeah. Uh, and it's uh, hy V's got one, a uh, New Year's Eve over there on MacArthur. I think it starts at like 11 a.m. And then at noon, there's a giant balloon drop for the kids. Right. That's like, kind of cool. Yeah, isn't that a... I, I wanted... Where was that when I was a kid? Yeah. Like, I would have wanted to go to that. I mean, I don't know that it wasn't a, a big deal because there was something about staying up late and... Well, and that's true. That's things true. click over, and especially if you had, you know, friends sleeping over or something like that. Yeah, know, yeah. And ate Pringles and Mountain Dew all night. <laughs> um, you know, the things a, we did to yeah. stay up late as kids, when you look back and you go... God, how do we not get just diabetes yeah, right away? I, yeah, I don't know how we're not all, you know, dead. Yeah. Um, Very true. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, you know, it was, kind of a, it was kind of a thing. And it was always a big thing for my, my daughters when they were young is, you know, we'd bang some pots and pans and go watch the fireworks <laughs> and whatever other kind of noise we could make. Uh, and then, yeah, you just wipe out. What do you do? What do you do after midnight? Yeah. Everybody. What does everybody do after midnight? There's Try, nothing to do. We'll, we'll get into that okay. because there are some things that happen after midnight. But I just want to touch on a couple of those events because I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and it, seems, it seems nowadays people are trying to include more folks and celebrate. Even like yeah. I've noticed too, mocktails are a big thing nowadays. And even there's a downtown, there's that uh, yeah, the, the, the wakery. Uh, the, wake, the wakery is very good, yeah. Yeah, and they, they're having a New Year's celebration. So that's, yeah. that's, that's cool to be able to... 
feel elevated and not just be like the person, to your point, I'll just have a club soda yeah. or, you know, whatever with a shot of grenadine. That By the thing. way, it, it, if you haven't been there yet, it's a, it's really fascinating. You can you can order like uh, an old-fashioned, uh, and it tastes like an old-fashioned. I don't know how they do it. Uh, <laughs> it's but magic. It's, it's, it's just not alcohol, uh, and it's, it's really kind of neat. Yeah, I, that's a trend that's kind of... They, they have, like, the non-alcohol alcohol. They have, like, these different liqueurs that don't have the alcohol content yeah. that you can use. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that because for the longest time it was, if you're the designated driver going out on New Year's Eve, I'll have a Coke. Yeah. Here I am sitting drinking a Sprite. You know, you're trying to juice it up any way you can. Uh, but now you can actually get into the festivities yeah. and, and be involved with the mixologist. So that that's pretty cool stuff they're doing there. We'll take our first break here the 7 o'clock hour. We come back. Favorite memory of 2023 okay. that you have? I, I know for me, 2023 will go down as a year. Hamburg! It is Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you here on WMAY. Thanks for joining us this morning on this Friday, December 29th. Can we set up the parameter right now of if you are stuck at work today, right? If you are one of those people, don't be that person. At the end of the day or when you're leaving and go, see you next year. See you next year. That's Isn't that a, the worst? That, that joke you have to put away after you leave seventh grade. That's one of the things you leave behind when you graduate middle school is I, that joke. I think it's okay then when you become a parent and maybe you're dropping your child off for the night somewhere, you know, and they're going to stay with someone on New Year's Eve. I think then it's acceptable. Nope. No, nope. really. Nope. Not, even, nope. not nope. even as a dad joke. Let, see let you them, next year. Let them have it. Let okay, them let, have it. Let the kids have it. That's their joke. Okay, it's their yeah. joke. Yeah, and you sound like a child when you do it yourself. I think that. Yeah, I think you're. You may be onto something there. So I just want to set that parameter. Don't be that person. Right. What What should be the punishment for that person? If you are that person, that says see you next year. Uh, look, uh, it's, retribution should be swift. Yeah, I mean, it it really just sets you up uh, for an entire year of just being avoided by people. I mean, I, I would I would just say, you know what, you've just you've just given me one less person to talk to next year. Yeah, I, but you're right because that is that is going to be the punishment for the person that makes mm-hmm. that joke. Because the person that makes that joke is the person that always is talking in the office. Of course. It's it's that it's that individual. So the punishment for for that individual would be no one paying attention to yeah. them. It's the same person who goes when there's donuts in the kitchen and picks one up and says, oh, breakfast of champions." It's the same <laughs> it's the same stupid thing. It is, you're right. You're right. So yes. So if someone were to say that to you today, one, don't be that person. Or if you got the same shirt on as the other person, like, oh, uh, oh, uh, I see uh, you got the memo. Yeah. Or, Shut or, up. Or Shut I, up. Did, I did. We are. We have some of those people in this. Building. Of course we do. It's it, it, it's a problematic <laughs> it's a radio station. It's a problematic <laughs> symptom of our entire industry. The reason why things may yes. be going the way they are because we have a, too much of that person. Yes, so, absolutely. So yeah, don't be that person, ladies and gentlemen. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seven the phone number. As the year comes to an end, uh, what was your favorite memory of 2023? want to hear from you at 217-629-7970. And don't be like, oh, when did you buy fell off a bike? Or, um, you know, <laughs> I don't have a favorite memory because uh, that's that's starting at 9 a.m. You can enjoy all of that going forward for the rest of the broadcast day. We're the oasis in the desert of politics. Yeah. For me, my favorite member, uh, memory of 2023, it's the first time I ever left the country. Mm. And not only did I leave the country, 
It was a huge you left the continent. Yeah, it was a huge swing. It's yeah. like never been like having to, had to go through the whole passport process and everything else. The Windmacher family was not a family that went international. Yeah, we rarely went outside the Midwest, so it was a big to do. And instead of just going, well, going to run to Canada and see Niagara Falls or you know the NA, the, the Professional Hockey uh, Hall of Fame or something like that. Now Tokyo, Japan. Yeah, go, go to Tokyo Disney. It was a giant swing, and it. It was way easier than I expected it to I was, be. That was my next question is, now that you've done it, do you feel like you can do it again? I feel like... And, and will you do it again? Uh, I, we definitely have already planned on going back to Tokyo at some point. We, we actually, we love the, the culture over there mm. and just how, how easy it was. I think I would try something else as well. I don't know if they'll be as welcoming. You know, there's obviously a Disneyland in Paris. Uh, the French seem to be a little, you know, less, at least as far as the stereotype goes, a little less welcoming. Uh, oh, goofy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, goofy and Pluto. Yeah, exactly. cigarette. Be like, I, I do not need all this. At um, but yeah, I, I would. I would probably do it again, definitely. And it was to me amazing how if you just make an effort if i if i can give a little tip if you're thinking about doing it in 2024 if you're one of those people like well i don't think i can you know i i can't the language barrier is going to be too much and i just do it yeah like you get on duolingo it's free you learn a few words here and there make an attempt you know do your little research a little bit about their cultural norms and as long as you make an attempt and they'll come in there and like throw your cheeseburger wrapper all over the floor yeah. and give them reason to think you're fine. You're fine. So that would be my tip to you. But it, that was that's my memory of 2023. It was a trip of a lifetime, and it probably will stick in the old memory bank. Core, core memory, as they say, mm -hmm. is, is kind of what was made on that particular trip. And you had a chance to go international, too, in 2023, yeah, right? that was probably my best uh, memory from 23 as well. Is uh, Same thing. It was a trip that we had been planning for a long time and uh, went, uh, went to Italy, the motherland. Um, <laughs> And uh, it was great. Yeah, there wasn't a moment that we uh, we weren't enjoying ourselves. Uh, even if it was, you know, we started in Rome and then went off into the into the countryside into Calabria, um, and um, each each moment was just as uh, cool as the next. I mean, they're very very different places, but uh, but very uh, very amazing. But you were even more daring than me, though, in the fact that you you rented a car yeah. in a for how how was that even a process like right going through renting a car did, did they drive on the same side as us or was it they opposite do. yeah okay do. so uh, that was kind of nice yeah, but the, the england and australia are the are the holdouts okay uh, so that was fine. They, yeah, they just, you know, they just had my, we were in Chicago a couple of weeks ago and my, my daughter said, is, is driving in Chicago worse or better than Italy? And I said, well, at least here I know what the rules are because true, in, in true. Italy, it really was, I mean, I, there were rules. I just didn't know what they were. And the one that really blew me away was if you're at a stop sign, you don't wait for traffic to clear and go. You just go and traffic clears, which is, I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, I could never. Not telling somebody to walk in front of a bus. Yes, I could never do that. Be like, no, you'll be, it's fine. Why it worked, I don't know. Um, I saved myself getting honked at quite a bit by just 
moving into traffic, which is insane. How do you teach that? How do you <laughs> teach know. that to someone I as a know. driver going be like, well, there's a stop sign that you stop momentarily yeah. and then proceed even though everyone yeah. is flying by at various speeds. Everything you were taught from 15 on of, you know, st- stay at the stop sign until traffic clears and then go is completely backwards. You just go and traffic makes way for you uh, no matter what's going on. And it is bananas. I, I, uh, I don't know how I did didn't have a stroke. Well, as you say, coming back then, how was it assimilating back into U.S. Oh driving? Was I, it, was I, it, I, felt, I felt like I had the whole road to myself. I mean, it was, it was I was on an open highway. I mean, I, was, I mean, yeah, I, leaving O'Hare, and I'm, I feel like I'm on an open highway yeah. with all this room around me. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy. But no, it was great. I, I, uh, I would do that. 217-629-7970, your favorite memory of 2023. Yeah, we did not run a car uh, over in Japan, but we did take their train system, their subway system. Uh, and unbeknownst to us, like we didn't, we did research in, in the language and try to learn a little bit of that and the cultural norms and everything. But unbeknownst to us until our friend who lives in Chicago and, and will take the train for her work from time to time, that it is the most complicated and convoluted public oh, train it? system in the world. No kidding. And, and, we were just trying to, you know, Google actually helped out, told us to know which routes to take and everything else. We only got off of the wrong stop once, but realized the error of our ways pretty quickly and was able to drop back, jump back on. And so the more I look back on that trip, the more I'm just dumbfounded in the fact that it went as smoothly, <laughs> it went as, smoothly as it did, for, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, you talk about language barriers and things, and for folks, you know, if you haven't been overseas in a long time or you're hesitant of it, uh, yeah, it's, you will, if you're, especially if you're in an international city like Rome or, or Tokyo yeah. or something, yeah, like true. That, you're, you're going to find somebody who can speak English. Um, but uh, I had a really good point, and I just lost it. I'm sorry. That's okay. When in doubt, yeah. um, point. Yeah. On menus when you're ordering food, just when in doubt, you just point to something. I will say too, with with Tokyo, the technological advancements as opposed to here, like you know, here where people will get all upset, like, oh, I got to use the self checkout machine, or you know, I got to go and push a button mm-hmm. to to order something. They have things streamlined over there like no one's business. The amount of orders that were taken at restaurants just by going up to a kiosk with a picture and hitting the button and then just grabbing my receipt and taking it to the next person. Like, everything had a function over there. One guy did completely call me out. Uh, We were walking into a restaurant, and uh, I proudly walk up, and I say, Un tavolo per quattro per favore. Uh, Table for four, please. Oh, look at you, boss. And uh, and so I I, I get that out, and he just puts his hand on my shoulder. He says, would you like a table for four? It's like, you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> Friend, please. Yeah. <laughs> don't, you're going to break a hip. Don't do that. Just, we kind of, we, we can speak it. Yeah. We, we, I, I kind of got that one time too. when it's, you know, the word for water is Mizu and they, mm. they don't just give you water at the table over there at some establishments. So I would, I was like Mizu Kudasai and they're like, mm, you want water. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm trying over here. You know, I, I didn't spend all those hours and on truly, Duolingo. They do appreciate that. That's really it. If they, if, if they know you're giving it a shot or you're just, you're, you know, you're not being bossy about stuff and you're at least trying to uh, do something, uh, then you're, you're, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seven. your favorite member, memory of 2023. I'm trying to think of things outside of that trip because like that kind of took up a majority, like it was the beginning of the year was getting prepared for it and then it was happened in the middle of the year 
I'm trying to think of other things uh, that that happened in 2020. Obviously, I blessed enough to be able to talk to the people. You know, I played some of the highlights, so yeah. that was pretty cool to be able to do that. Um, but other than that, I'm trying to think of like a favorite memory. When you have a trip of that magnitude, it's hard to think of other things that would transpire uh, going forward. It's it's always amazing when you um, um, when they start to do the year end year in review roundup things of what the what happened this year. Oh, Google Trends, we talked about that yesterday. Oh, did you? And and it's uh, the 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 things that always throw me off are the passings. Yeah. And you go, "Oh, that's right. That person passed away." Cuz the top 5 were it was like Matthew Perry, which made sense, Tina Turner, then it was like uh, Jimmy Buffett was in there and Sinead O'Connor were the most searched like passings. And the biggest thing that I, what we almost all forgot but took over our national consciousness for an entire week and a half was a Titanic submersible. Yeah. Like that was like the, that was like the number two searched news story was a Titanic submersible. Yeah. And remember uh, a balloon went over America too? Oh, that's right. Pictures yeah. Of us? Yeah. Yeah. Then something broke today Some where it's a, <laughs> like some U.S. Uh, internet provider actually helped that balloon provide communication. <laughs> of course we did. For, 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 uh, to get the stuff back to it. So yeah, yeah it, when you look at these year interviews and there are going to be a bunch of them over the weekend, uh, every news station is going to have their own. You're going to look back and go, why did I pay attention so closely to that for so long? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it goes into your national consciousness. Like it's, it's amazing how yeah, quickly it's a big deal, like the like that submersible going down to the Titanic. Uh yeah, you couldn't stop talking about it and then you just it just it's it's don't it's gone. It was like those miners. Right. How many years ago was right. that? Like remember when they were trapped down there and I remember just going to a random restaurant around town here when they were getting ready to extract them all out and everyone was just glued to their yeah. TV is like, "Oh my god, oh my" and and by the end of the year, you're like, oh, that, yeah. Can I have I, another Diet Coke? Exactly. You're like, oh, that, that's right. That's right. Those people almost died, and we were had a camera down there before we had rescuers down anyway, there. Anyway, more fried onions, if you don't mind. Yeah, exactly. Can I get the Bloomin' Onion again, please? Thank you. I appreciate it. It is uh, Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you. Come back after break. Listen to the funk we got going on. Come on. Funking it up in your mornings. You know what? That's going to be, if I'm still stuck doing this in 2022, or 2024, 2022, I went backwards instead of forward. Uh, that's going to be, it's going to be funking it up in the mornings. Yeah. That's going to be my new thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to play Parliament Full of De- Funkadelic, the entire mm. side of an album for a half hour. Let's go to Bootsy Collins with the weather. Yeah. Yeah, baby Bubba. We're going to have a little bit of snow today. Snowba Bubba, baby. Yeah. Slowba down it. Might be funking up your morning. <laughs> <laughs> it is Mike Wimarker and Johnny Molson with you. Love and to, th- to that end, uh, it is now one of our favorite things to do uh, at the end of the year. The I last... don't like any of this, but go ahead. <laughs> I know you don't. That's why I don't do it on a consistent basis. Um, <laughs> and I don't blame you. I yeah. wouldn't either if I didn't have to. Um, so there is the list of the top songs of 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have gone to Rolling Stone and I've gone to Entertainment Weekly to get kind of a, a slice. Because there's some, you're going to see some lists out there, the best of the songs of 2023. And if you go to like Pitchfork mm-hmm. or, you know, Alternative Press or something like that, it's going to be super hipster, only four people heard the song, yeah. uh, and that's what makes it the best. So I wanted more in inclusivity, more just kind of a slice of, you know, Americana, of, of pop culture. So we will start with the Entertainment Weekly list of the top 10 songs of 2023. Play along at home. 
uh, of this game of one, do you know the artist? Can you identify the artist? And two, do you know the title of the song? Okay. All right. Coming in at number 10 for Entertainment Weekly of the best songs of 2023. And I should have probably previewed these before I start playing them no, or go to them, right. but that's all right. You got a dump button. Yeah, exactly. So we have Doce featuring Kodak Black, What It Is, Block Boy. <laughs> uh, they say it takes some huge stones to sample no scrubs about as perfect as a pop song can get oh yeah i mean if you're gonna sample a no scrubs then that's yeah it. exactly but jochi's breakthrough single was the no f's given crazy show she was more than game and so apparently this uses some of the no scrubs background music well yeah for her to do her yeah, thing it does yeah so i have no point of reference on either i'm all for one we'll keep score here okay uh number nine on their list of the top 10 songs of 2023 from entertainment weekly I know the artist, and I know the song. Hit it. It is Billie Eilish. Let's see if I can... Uh, this one I know you can probably play, because it's from the Barbie movie. Mm -hmm. It is What Was I Made For? Right. With Billie Eilish. They said the summer's sunniest existential film wouldn't be complete without an equally affecting bait-and-switch soundtrack. So, yeah. She did this one on um, Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. So... I like Billie Eilish. I have no uh, complaint with her. I mean, I, I, she, I don't either. She, she and her brother do some really neat things. Phineas, right? Phineas. That's her, yeah, that's her brother. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's it's unusual, and it's stuff that I, I don't. I, it never would have like attracted me, but it's it's like I kind of think it's neat. Yes. So that's number nine. So that's what an old person says. I think it's neat. <laughs> I think that Billie Eilish girl's real neat. She's got a nice timber to her voice. But isn't there a part of you though that you go, man? I I do wish my brain was still attuned yes. to new music. Yeah. And, for, and something happens. You tune it out at yeah. some point. Uh, where you just, you're happy with what you got or, you know, you, you have some bands that you I can't last time. I know no one, no one buys albums anymore from stores. Yeah. You mostly download albums. But even with Blink-22 reunited and put out an entire album worth of new material, I'm a big, one of the biggest Blink-22 fans around. I didn't download didn't it. Do it. Like I, I can't remember the last time I actually listened to an entire album front to back. Number eight on the list of the best songs of 2023, according to Entertainment Weekly. This is Pink Panthers featuring Ice Spice, Boys a Liar Part Two. <laughs> I wasn't able to tell my story all in part one. Exactly, Pink Panthers featuring Ice Spice, Boys a Liar Part Two. Mm -hmm. Part two is the hit. Part one, uh, that's just too much expository. There's too much I plot see. in part okay. one. Uh, number se let's see if you can guess the artist here at number seven as we play along here. Uh, first, it's an ad that I can skip in three seconds. Okay. I like that's the ad. Yeah. Sounds lovely. Here's number seven, according to Entertainment Weekly. Number seven best song of two 2023. Wait for it. There's a lot of exposition I don't, I don't like this. Eventually we get to, to play. One, two, Wait for it. You'll know it right away. All right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's right. It was the new. This was really interesting. I thought you know, the the video was fascinating. The, yes. The audio is amazing. Yeah. Um, and it sounds. It's I think what's cool is it sounds like a Beatles song. Yes. 
It sounds more like a Beatles song than the anthology stuff that they did back right. in the day because technology's come farther. Yeah, that, when they did that Free as a Bird. Yeah. With Jeff Lynn from ELO. Uh, yeah, God, um, he is terrible. He's the worst. Who um, would like that guy? <laughs> R.I.P. Jim. Rest in peace, Jim. Um... Yeah, it just didn't. It just didn't feel right. This this feels right. This feels right. Yeah, yeah. Now and Then by the Beatles, number seven best song of 2023 according to Entertainment Weekly. We move on to number six, a song called "Hello Love" from an artist by the name of Jesse Ware. Any point of reference on that one? I don't think so. Ooh, got some grooves to this one. Late night, late night loves on WMAY. Yeah. Let's talk baby making music Saturday mornings at 3 a.m. Making a love connection across the capital city. That's how we do. Hmm. Boy, this does see. Is this Frank's bumper music from back in the day? Jesse Ware, Hello Love. I, I like this it's one. It's pretty smooth, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty smooth. That's okay. number six from Entertainment Weekly. Number five is a song we all know, and it's been an anthem for people this entire year, if we get to it, because once again, there's a lot of exposition here. We were cold. Yeah. Kind of dream that can't be. A banger, as the kids say. This is a good album. It's no, a it is. really, in, yeah, you know, you said to think of Miley Cyrus, right? Um, man, it's solid. It's it solid. slaps, as yeah. the kids say, right? Yeah, stop saying, stop doing that. You said, <laughs> you said banger and slaps, and I didn't, I can't say I didn't, that. I didn't react to either of them. <laughs> Knock it off. I can't say that anymore. This is, oh, fine. This is a jaunty little number. <laughs> is that is that a little bit yeah, better for you than it slaps better. or it's a banger? Uh, but again, you know, it's that, and, and that's the thing, you know, when you say, I wish I was a little more tuned in, because you find something like this or yeah. the song right before that where you go, oh my God, that's, that's a really good song. I want to listen to this stuff. Number four is Kylie Minogue. <sighs> Kylie Pat Minogue is back. Padam Padam is a song that she did. Oh, yes. That's right. I know she had something out this yeah, year. Yeah, I've not heard it, but this is this is it. I would, Kylie Minogue is not someone I get into. She's more of a club. She's kind pretty, of, though. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to deny that part. Yeah. That makes up for a lot. <laughs> Didn't she insure her legs for like a ton so. of money at one point? <laughs> that sounds right. That, that's, that's bad. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo comes in at number three with Vampire. Here's another one who just... She's got some... She will rock out. Yeah. I mean, the, she will absolutely light the room up. Good For You is a song I really enjoy yeah. from her. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Number two, Boy Genius, Not Strong Enough. Okay, no, no, no. Don't know that one. And number one, Victoria Monet, On My Mama, is the name of the song. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know that one. Uh, let's see if I let's see if we can get this is the back. <laughs> what was that a trend Love. in twenty twenty three? Love making on WMAY. Yeah. We got your horoscopes coming up. Oh, all right, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. That, so there you go. There's the top 10 from Entertainment Weekly. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. We'll do the top 10 from the Rolling Stones okay. <laughs> uh, magazine. Well, now online uh, magazine. And see if there's any crossover there, one. And two, see if we know more. I, I, right. I'd say we were about, what, 30%? Not bad. Not bad. Not bad for a couple of I old. mean, if we were a baseball player, we'd be all... 
Is this song on the best of 2023? This this song in the background. I don't know what this is. It's just generic. Just, oh, just, yeah. It's just <laughs> it's generic music. Just you know, talk radio music. But... You know, the ones that make you think like you're actually right. hip. Right. Listen to that. Yeah, bust it down. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson. So we went through Entertainment Weekly's top ten songs mm-hmm. of 2023. I also pulled up Rolling Stone just because. For my generation, Rolling Stone was kind of the go-to Bible of things, uh, yeah, and, and know, it's morphed over time. I encourage people to seek these things yes, out because right. it's it's really easy to kind of get caught in the rut yeah. of, ah, there's nothing good anymore, you know, they stopped making good music when Huey Lewis was making, you know, whatever. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> I wanted to know, I don't know, I don't want to know the person who thinks music yeah, stopped being, stop being good, good. <laughs> after Huey Lewis. Yes. After he, sports, he, it was he done. He sold out when he did sports. Yeah, that was the end of it. That power of love, that was the end. Of Huey Lewis, he sold out to the man being in that Back to the Future movie. Uh, uh, you know, it's e- it's easy to do it that, and, yes. and every generation hates the the following generation's music, and it, you know, but but there's there's good stuff out there. Yes, if you're open to it, you can find it. Yeah, uh, I'm open to it. Doesn't mean I always love all of it, but right. at least be open to it. So interesting enough, the number one song from Entertainment Weekly is the number 10 song on Rolling Stone. Okay. Victoria Monet on My Mama. Number nine, <laughs> number nine is the same on both. It's Billie Eilish, What I Was Made For. Okay. It's number nine on both. Number eight for Rolling Stone is Lil Yachty, Strike. Lil Yachty. Yeah, yeah, don't. It's not Yachty Molina, by the way. No. Not Yachty or Molina. This is Yachty no, like I the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo has a different song on this one, as opposed to the Entertainment Weekly, for Rolling Stone, it's her song, Get Him Back, hmm. which kind of has that vibe, like, good for you. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo knows who she is. Yeah. And and kind of right in that... I don't know if she... And no one's going to touch Taylor Swift, I think, in popularity, but Olivia Rodrigo is kind of following that blueprint. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. A little it, bit. It, it, she, she's still kind of new, so it'll be hard to... And we won't know until right. we know. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, number six on the list at uh, Rolling Stone is a K-pop group, New Jeans, and it's an all-female K-pop group, and called Super Shy is the name of the song. That's an interesting phenomenon to me, how popular Korean pop music yes. has become here. Oh, big um, time. And not, not that it should or it shouldn't. It's just, it's just, I don't know where it came from, aside from years ago when Psy had that uh, oh, Gangnam Time thing. <laughs> Gangnam uh, Style, hey, sexy lady. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know where, how else we got to it other than, than that, um, but my God, it's big. Yeah, not so big that I think there's now like, uh, you, when you walk down the board game aisle or whatever, there's like a K-pop meme it game. Yes, there. Uh, that's, how, that's how permeating the culture it is. What was the big one a couple of years ago? BTS? Was that the yeah, one? Yeah. Uh, butter? Yeah, and butter and, and then light <laughs> it up like dynamite. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, number five. They got the formula. They do. Number five is on uh, Rolling Stone's top 10 songs. 2023, Shakira and Bizarre Rap, Bizarre Rap Music Sessions, Volume 53. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a... that's Volume that. 53? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> they got through 52 other ones, and we, st- we didn't hear about those? He, yes, and he's only 24, but yet has 53 volumes <laughs> of his Bizarre Rap Music Sessions. No kidding. When's he, when did he start? He is. Yeah, God, what have I done with my life? I'm 40, really? I'm 46, I only have Volume 2, maybe, Slacker. if I'm lucky. Yeah. Uh, Zach Bryan featuring Casey Musgraves' I Remember Everything comes in at number four, Rolling Stone. Uh, one sounds familiar to me. I don't know. 
they have a thing that hits play, but I don't know if I, I trust. Well, it goes right to the YouTube. This is it. Yeah. Zach Bryan featuring Casey Musgraves. I remember everything. Number it's, four. He's, he's a twanger, I think. Yeah, he's a hillbilly music. Yeah. Hey, man, Casey Musgraves. Get to the point. Oh, my God. And then there's Vaughn. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about whiskey, and I've made a country song. If his dog dies and his woman leaves him, it's the exact same song from 1973. Yikes. I'm glad I took the time to play that. Uh, number three is a artist that a lot of people despise, Lena Del Rey. A song's called A&W. Comes in at number three. Uh, number two was number seven, Pink Panthers featuring Ice Spice, Boys a Liar oh, Part one, 2. Yeah. yeah, that one makes a comeback. And uh, number one, according to, uh, I got to hit play on this one because we won't understand a damn word they say. Um, this one is Esleban Armado. I may have two things going at once. I do. I remember. <laughs> quit drowning on. Uh, my guitar's out of tune. Yeah. Thankfully, and my truck's out of gas. Thankfully, the other song hasn't started yet. This is Esleban Armado oh, yeah. and Peso Pluma. Oh, yeah. Ella Balila Sola. Now we're talking. Number one song of the year, according to Rolling Stone. And I can see why. <laughs> I love it already. This is fantastic. How do you not, how do you not smile when you hear this? Oh, yeah. I apologize if we're offending anyone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's saying, but... Once again, es, Esleban Armado and Peso Pluma, Ella Balila Sola. This is crazy. <laughs> Come on. This is fantastic. Really? I mean, seriously, if you hear this first thing in the morning, how do you not smile? This I'm right fun. there with you. This I'm, is great. I'm right there with you. There's something just yeah, undeniable. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but, I, it, you know, yeah, it could be a sad song. It could be, you know, Yeah, he could be. Maybe his dog died, too. I can't tell. It could, it could be a song about murder, but, man, they make it sound <laughs> real catchy. I don't care. I don't care either. I just want to listen to more of that. Yeah, so, so there you go. The knife. I mean, yeah. yeah. It is Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you here this morning. Thanks for spending part of your morning with us on this Friday, December 29th. Only a couple more days until the new year. We've already made the statement, don't be that person when you leave the office today saying see you next year. It's not a joke for you. Pete Holmes has a funny bit about New Year's. Oh, does he says, really? You know, it was exactly one year ago when it was today and we don't see anybody jumping around and being happy. <laughs> Some reason we all huddle outside and go, five, four. Yeah. What are we doing to ourselves? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about New Year's Eve traditions, including the kissing someone at midnight and what the etiquette should be on yeah. that for not only couples, but if you are a single trying to find an, uh, an individual. So we'll discuss that <laughs> at some point this hour. Uh, but I wanted to begin a follow-up. A while back, we mentioned the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Oh, uh, yeah. When you came in. And the Pop-Tarts Bowl used to be the Cheez-It Bowl. Now, <laughs> these bowl games have not been as appointment viewing because of the transfer portal, which we talked a little bit about yesterday. 
the Duke Mayo Bowl happened earlier this week, and the winner of the Duke Mayo Bowl, their coach gets doused in a Gatorade thing full of mayo. It's the one, one of the grocer traditions. Good Lord. So the Pop-Tarts Bowl made the bold statement that they were going to have the world's first edible mascot for the bowl game. And we had a discussion of what will that all entail. You said it's got to be someone who is baked into a Pop-Tart and has yes. to be eaten out to, to live. I assume that it may just be a suit that they can wear that's edible. The Pop-Tart Bowl got people, like, it was all over social media last night because they made, before the game even started, by the way, NC State and Kansas State, the game was secondary because everyone was tuned in to see what this edible mascot's going to look like. Right. And so, and that's, those are the key words. This is going to be an edible mascot. Correct. So when the mascot first shows up, it's not edible. It's obviously a person in inedible material mm-hmm. dressed as a Pop-Tart. And rightfully so, <laughs> Pop-Tart was and the Pop-Tart Bowl was just oh, flamed man. on social media. People are saying, oh, my God, it's a bait and switch. How dare you, Pop-Tart? That's not an, ed- <laughs> that's not an edible mat. Like, people were just revved up yeah. to the point where in the midst of the game, Pop-Tart had to release a statement. Oh, my gosh. Saying, hey, we want everyone to be safe. There was no real way. There's no. We don't want humans to be hurt. There's no real way to put a human in an actual edible Pop-Tart. Figure it out. And so this is to get people involved and excited. So we have we have the, the dancing Pop-Tart man uh, that's going to be on the sidelines. But you just wait. You just wait. When the game ends... There will be an edible Pop-Tart mascot to be enjoyed by the by the winning team. So game happens, all right, and Kansas State wins, and they roll back out the giant toaster, mm-hmm. which the Pop-Tart popped up from uh, to begin the game. Here's what then transpires, and we will give you uh, basically a description of this video you can find on Twitter from ESPN. This is the end of the game. The Pop-Tart, inedible Pop-Tart mascot is now back in the giant toaster with a sign saying, dreams really do come true. And they're lowering it. Him into the like toaster. Like a crane. Yeah, down into the toaster. There goes the Pop-Tart. He throws the, the dreams really do come true. That gets thrown. And now, as, as the teams... Kansas State, all of a sudden, a door opens up at the bottom of the toaster, and out comes the most gross-looking Pop-Tart ever. It's about a five-foot Pop-Tart, and it looks like they smashed the face of the Pop-Tart. There it is. Dig in to the mascot. Yeah. The champ, the Pop-Tart Bowl champions of the world. Are there other Pop-Tart Bowls around there that they wouldn't be the champions right. of the world? So, first of all, it's, yeah, and it is, it's one of those lame nouveau toasters where the toast slides out the bottom. Yeah, at the bottom, which know, is... That, 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 that the fancy people have. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a, just a regular all-American uh, so toaster. That, right, issue number one. That's, that's problem number one, because um, not everybody has one of those. No, and they just sit there and wait, and just kind of assembly lines... And then so it, so it slides out the bottom. Look, 
Edible will... mascot is yeah. what it says. And it just keeps sliding. And it's just gross. There's any number of things they could have done. They could have covered a mascot with actual Pop-Tarts. Yes, they very could, true. You know, we've all seen Cake Boss where they make these incredible creations out of something. There, 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 would there was have been a way. A, there was a way to do it. And Pop-Tarts just absolutely Biffed it. Yeah. It was uh, it was terrible. And by the way, there if you continue to watch video of the post-game celebration, they bring fan it's it's so just gross. It's like it's like even worse than an all-you-can-eat buffet without sneeze guards. Yeah. Because they just bring family members and everyone just starts grabbing handfuls yeah, just, of <laughs> Pop-Tart and strawberry jams in the middle. And it's just like, here you have some. And here comes a cheerleader, like, yeah. You know it wasn't good. There's oh, no, no way. There's no way that was good. Do you see how thick yeah. that pop I mean, that is probably about a, a foot thick in that Pop-Tart. filling, yeah. Uh, uh, there's not going to be no filling in it. It's like it's like fondant on top. Even the coach starts eating it and goes, yeah. and then throws. He, he, he grabs a handful of frosting and some <laughs> of the top of the Pop-Tart, eats a bit of it, and then throws the rest of it to the fandom that's sitting uh, over there. Somebody's getting fired at Pop-Tart oh, PR. Yeah, yeah. Pop-Tart is not having a good day today on the 29th. They're going to be like, what what was this all about? The person who came up with the idea. Next year you got to be better. Yeah. Next year you have to have an actual edible mascot. I want the mascot that's running around during the game to be eaten at yes. the end of the game. Yes. Not this bait and switch of going back into a giant toaster and then a flat, ugly looking right. pop tart. Inside coming out. the pop tart is a actor getting paid $75. Correct. And he around. will die if you don't get him out of there. I want it like a Houdini. Yes, yeah. I want it like a magic trick. If the if the entire team doesn't come and start eating him out, he's going to suffocate and die. <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't have said that. I've okay. got a dump button. Should not have said that. <laughs> Definitely should not have said that. No, got a dump button that one. Save that one for the uh, animal. It's this version or no version, right? Yeah. The Does anyone really know the words to this? No. Never come to mind. Something, something. It's the Guy Lombardo 1947 version. It's the one. Should be the one that is played on New Year's Eve. Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. And the thing about, you know, you hit it on the Pete Holmes thing. Of people just lose their minds on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Like, you just get... Some we, people we just... rev up. I mean, we're planning for it. And, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do uh, resolutions. And this will be the year I do this. And you don't. No. So it, just, just, start, just start by not doing whatever it is you think you're going to do. And that's why we want to come up with some etiquette rules for you. Because when this song starts to play, inevitably, five, four, three, you're supposed to kiss someone at midnight. So there, And there's etiquette to that, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what we want to share with you. First of all, if you're a couple... Oh, there we go. Now, wait, here's some words. Let me write this down. Okay, I know this one before God. I don't know what it means, though. What does that mean? You're not going to forget your... You don't want to forget your friends, right? Or you do forget your friends. And then it says something in French. Yeah. Is there there a second verse? Drink a cup of kindness at some point. We'll yes. Take a cup of kindness yet yeah. For all but nobody, nobody knows what 
I'm talking about. But who's but who's old Lang Syne? Yeah. Is it a person? <laughs> we'll drink a cup to it. Right. But anyway. The old widow Lang Syne down the yeah, road. Yeah, Lang Syne, you know, passed away. Search her on YouTube. So when it comes to that point, if you're a couple, you don't need to go full-on make out at midnight. Well, that's a good point. When when couples make out at midnight, it's really uncomfortable. It's like it is. It's octopus like, is stuck it, together. It, it's not. If you're out at a party, even among friends, not inevitably, not everyone is going to have someone right. that they're currently with in a committed relationship. And when you start just going at it at midnight, no yeah. one wants to see that. Just give a smooch. If I can hear. <laughs> What you're doing right. by not looking at it, right? that's way too much at midnight. Sounds like you're stirring pudding on the stove top or something. <laughs> it sounds like when you first in, you know, put the instant mashed potatoes yeah. in the water and you're like going around. Or yeah. To your point, yeah, the pudding meal starts yeah. to bubble. No, that is a no. <laughs> it's not New romantic. That's not ro- it's, one, it's not romantic. And two, no one needs to. <laughs> no one needs to hear that. So let that be rule number one. Quiet down. I'm listening to Guy Lombardo Exactly. Over here. I'm trying to sing all that. I don't know the words. Do, do we incorporate that because no one knows what it is and you can just slot, like kind of just slur your way through that song? I oh, guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, it we just know a sounds like words like forgot and friends and it just, drink something. Yeah, it just sounds drunk. It does. Um, but let me ask you, what is the etiquette if you are at a... Because... As, as a single person, a couple, you know, times on New Year's, I didn't know what the etiquette was. There were many a New Year's where I had no one to kiss. I was right. at a party, but I still did not kiss a single person because I just did not know the etiquette. If you are two singles or a single individual I don't know. And, and making eye contact, what is the etiquette of that of, well, I don't have, because in the movies, they make it look so simple, don't they? Like, in yeah. the movies, it's like, oh, you have two single people at a party. You'd be like, well, I guess we need it. You know, that's the ru- them the rules. Yeah. What I don't, I don't well, know. Then you have to have an even number of people at your party. I mean, the thing has to be thought out ahead of time uh, so you don't goof it up. But you're right. Uh, the, the couple starts kissing, and then the single people sort of look at the floor. Yeah, and you don't want to be you don't want to peer pressure New Year's kiss, right? Right, where all the couples start making their noisy kisses, and you're like, "Well, let's." I guess we need to do this. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy is the phone number. There's got to be some kind of etiquette to that whole process. Because at a party, it's different. At a private party, I don't think everyone's expected to do that. If you're if you're a decent host, you just tell everyone no. But what if you're hanging out at a bar? And you, That's what I'm saying. At the, bar, be... at the bar, it's it's increasingly difficult. Yeah. Someone's going to get arrested. I, that's what I'm saying. You can't just grab. You can't just grab. There's got to be a way to go about it. Hi, you're on WMAY. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. So. The biggest issue that we had was, because of course we were all nerds growing up, and we just all took a shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's one way to, if you're out and about to combat that whole thing, just, you know, kiss a a shot glass filled with whatever your favorite beverage is. That's a good way to sort of distract people from what you're, yeah, from not kissing. It's like, ah, might as well do a shot. (laughs) Hopefully by that time. And you heard what pop. Pop Tart's doing right. Yeah. What are they <laughs> doing? <laughs> They're doing gross. Absolutely nothing because yeah. they went bank- bankrupt because of the bowl. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, there you go. There's one thing to do is just drown yourself in the fact that you don't have anyone to kiss by doing a shot instead. It, it, that's kind of a sleight of hand. Yeah. You sort of, uh, it's like, oh, I wasn't able to kiss someone because I'm over yeah. here drinking something. Yeah, well, because there is that weird kind of combination of you're supposed to kiss someone, but also the midnight toast. Yeah. Right? So it's like... You can always just do that instead with the midnight champagne toast. And how did champagne get bar- brought into all that, too? I have to do some research of what uh, that's all it's about. A, it's a celebratory drink. Uh, yeah, that's you know, true. Okay. There's a celebration going on. Um, you know, the other thing that I think is, is interesting about... Um, it, it reminds me of St. Patrick's Day when all the women have their Kiss Me, I'm Irish right, shirts yes, on. Yeah. And then you try to kiss them. And it's like, well, they, no, they, you yeah. said... Yeah. You said. Well, maybe that's a new thing we should start selling. Uh, kiss me, I'm single. Yeah. For for New Year's Eve. So that that way people know, that way you can understand that, okay, yeah. this is an open and free individual on midnight that I can maybe attempt to go up to. I'm making this sound really unromantic. No, and, I know. And, and then well, that's kind what I'm of, saying. It's like, uh, there's no, I don't know what the rules are, and someone's going to screw up. They are going to screw up. Yeah. Inevitably, if you're out in public, you're going to screw up. And, and you sometimes see it where someone... You have two single people, and the mm. guy thinks as it gets. Co- have you seen that too? Oh, sure. Like inevitably at eleven, oh, I'll at, just kiss on the cheek. Is that at eleven fifty eight? Inevitably, you will see an individual finally get enough gumption to uh-huh. make said move, uh-huh. and you will see the. You're right. You'll see the begrudging. Well, we get you because it's always the guy. Oh, you look around. We're gonna have to, and then the girl's just like, um, and the, the, that, yeah. the tightest closed mouth kiss. You'll oh my ever god! Get. Even and if you even get close to to your point, it's just yeah. on the cheek or on the forehead, right? And the guy's like, oh, your, your weird slobbering old aunt gives you more action than <laughs> you're gonna get from this really tight lit. Okay, I just ate a lemon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we start wearing shirts that just say. Might as well. <laughs> it's fine. My first New Year regret is this right now. Yeah, yeah. The first thing in the New Year is regretting this particular situation. So, yes, for singles, it's difficult. If you're in a couple, be cognizant. No one needs to hear you making out. No. It, it's just, just, you know, you can have the same kind of kiss you had at your wedding. Uh, so, yeah, put a cap on it. What, three seconds? Oh, God, yeah. Is That's that way too much. Yeah, You I think mean, three is too much? I think yeah. three is too much because other people want to, want to drink. Uh, I, I would say maybe a, a quick little two-second, and then you're done. Why are we but, quibbling over two seconds and three seconds? I don't know. Three seconds is fine, though. The okay. three-second rule. Yeah, All right, we'll call it three-second rule. I think that's nice. That's, that's long enough to be nice. Correct. Short enough that it's not going to make people uncomfortable. I think we're on something today. The three-second rule on New Year's Eve, ladies and gentlemen, you hear it here first. And uh, you have our program. permission to pull people apart if they if they're yes. if they lock up. You just go. You can be the kiss police on yeah. New Year's. We get it. You have your decibel levels like a uh, uh, monitor and be like, ah, that's oh, that's one over three seconds, and two, you're right. a decibel level like fifty. Out of here. Carry around one of those emergency air horns that they have on yeah. the boats. <laughs> Right in front of their face. Yeah, right in their face. That's enough. That's enough. Move along. Move along. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson. We come back. uh, We'll talk about some New Year's Eve traditions besides the kiss at midnight and how you have spent your It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson here on this Friday, December 29th. Countdown to 2024. Appreciate you tuning in. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. 
We talked about the, the kissing at midnight, the, the etiquette. Are there any New Year's Eve traditions that you have in your home, whether it was growing up or whether you and your you know, wife or significant other, whoever it may be, I want to hear what your traditions are. For me as a kid, I loved New Year's Eve because I knew it meant that I was going to my grandparents' house. And my grandfather, God rest his soul, um, he enjoyed himself a fine adult beverage. So when we would go over on New Year's Eve, he would get sauced out of his gourd. He would just drink pitchers of Manhattans. Just would keep it going. And so I knew I would be laughing my butt off and be able to eat as many cookies as I want. I could stay up as late as I want. And I knew on New Year's Day that I would get McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> and so I loved every bit. There was one year. and That's I've, a good, that's a good uh, sleepover, though. Yeah, it, it was, because there was one year um, that I recall, and I've shared this story before. We get over to the grandparents' house, and Grandpa's already started. Like, he's, he's revved up, because, you know, we're not going. He's, he's watching us, so we're not, we're not going anywhere. And uh, my aunt and uncle come over. The next thing you know, he gets my uncle, uh, him and my uncle, move the kitchen table outside of the home. Like, it was a process. They put it on the back porch and then proceed to hang up two self-made basketball hoops. Like, he took, like, styrofoam funnels, cut them in, and then duct taped them above the doorway going upstairs and the doorway to the back of the back porch and we had a full-court Nerf basketball oh, game that we could play throughout the evening. Nice. And he would, and my grandpa would run commentary. So, like, he would pretend to be Chick Hearn <laughs> and, call, and call the action yeah. of our Nerf basketball game in the middle of the kitchen. And my grandmother just walked in dumbfounded and was like, Rich, what's going on? A basketball game, Loretta. <laughs> what do you mean, what's going on? It's pretty obvious there's a highly intense basketball game here. Yeah. And so that that's what he would do. And then my aunt, my my great uncle Clarence would come over and he n- didn't drink. And every year inevitably though, my grandpa would try to get him to drink some alcohol <laughs> and tell him to loosen up a bit. So that was like one of my one of my traditions is I, I look forward to going over as a kid because I knew it was gonna be one of the greatest nights of the year was sleeping over at grandma and grandpa's house. One of the things that I think is becoming at least for me, uh, I I enjoy Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. Oh yes. That's a lot of fun. I would agree. For years I was always out. Like you you get yeah. to a point where you know, growing up, you're in, and one year we watched PBS. It was like old people dancing oh, yeah, to polka, yeah. uh, and my grandpa was making well, fun Washington of them. Washington Philharmonic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you're right. There's a. I don't know when it changed. I think it was, you know, obviously when the thing happened three years ago that I was stuck at home, and I was like, this is actually funny. It is, yeah. Like, this is actually pretty entertaining because you're right. It is yin and yang with those two. Yeah, and, and I think that, I think CNN has cut down on the drinking for their hosts, which is unfortunate because... Don and, Lemon and whatever oh, that... Yeah, Don Lemon would absolutely <laughs> lose his mind. But even Anderson Cooper would get so giggly. Yes. He's got such a funny laugh uh, that it's just, it's just it, it, it really is. Because for a long time, it was like, oh, man, no more Dick Clark because he you know, died. Yeah, yeah, right. But um, they still call it Dick, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' uh, Eve. The with Ryan, still lives. Yes, with Ryan Seacrest, uh, which this year will have Green Day. 
Green, Green Day is going to be on this year, and they've already gone on record as saying they'll be playing three songs. Uh, they'll be playing a song from Dookie, which, cel- which celebrates its 30th anniversary in 2024. They'll be playing a song from American Idiot, which celebrates its 20th anniversary in 2024. And then they'll be playing a song from their new album that comes out January 19th. So I'll have to set the DV- I'll have to set the DVR for that one. But you're right. There is something about the the CNN one that you just it, it's going to go off the rails you just don't know yeah, when. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and a couple of years ago and I don't know if they I have to look at it again and, and see Miley Cyrus hosted one in Miami on NBC that was live. That's right. Uh, it was her and Pete Davidson the yeah, first yes, year. Yes, 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 yes. And then they that brought got a, goofed. Yeah, yeah, that got goofed. It, well, at one point she lost her top, right? <laughs> Remember that? Like and she she's singing and she loses her top and yeah. it was like a like a true Pro, she's just like, oh, lost the top, and yeah. then she just she went backstage. Show must go on. Exactly. Show must go on. Last year, I think she was with Dolly Parton, so I have to see yeah. if that one comes back because that one's pretty good. But do you recall any traditions, or you guys have anything, whether when you were growing up or when with the kids or whatever? You know, I think growing up, it was always yeah the the grown ups would have a party upstairs, and we'd all be in the basement, uh, you know, oh, wow. playing games or something. Uh, yeah, so the cousins or friends or something would come over. That was usually okay. What was going on, and then. As as years went on, I think everybody just got old and didn't want to, you know, it's like <laughs> 9.30, 10 o'clock rolls around, good night, good night, you know. Yeah, I don't recall a year, even when I was growing up with the grandparents, I don't recall a year that my grandma ever made it to midnight. She would always be in bed by like 10, mm-hmm. 10, 15, and inevitably my grandpa would yell at the top of his lungs and startle the hell out of her out of a deep sleep. To wish her a happy new year. I think it was a New Year's Eve party sleepover um, when I saw my first Playboy centerfold. Oh, yeah. look at that. Yeah, my, my buddy Pat Toomey knew where, they were, <laughs> where his dad hid the Playboys. Of, co- of course Toomey knew where that would be. <laughs> of course he would. And I, and I think for me, like, Check I don't... Check it out. What is what this? The, and I don't... To all these years, I never inquired, and even after... I grew out of it, and I spent a couple of New Year's sleeping over at a friend's house in high school or whatever. I never inquired where exactly my parents went on all those New Year's where they would drop me off at the grandparents' house. Oh, that's interesting. I never even pat. And now that I put two and two together, I'm wondering if one of those fateful New Year's Eves, the family had a run-in, my parents had a run-in with Alan Thicke, which would then explain why my dad hated him so much. Could have been. Because I never inquired. I just knew I was going to get McDonald's breakfast, yeah. and I knew that when Mom would pick me up the next morning, we could ha- we'd have to be quiet. <laughs> it was very much like it's going to be Man. a quiet car ride back home. So it sounds like your parents went and got schnockered pretty good. Yeah, I don't know where. I yeah. don't know if they went to someone's home. I don't know if they, ho- I don't think they hosted it. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure where they went. I just know I had fun. My sister had fun. And the next morning when my mom would pick us up more close to noon, because grandpa would get us breakfast, that it, was a qu- it had to be a quiet drive home. Here's a weird technical question. Yes. Because every you know, if you're watching on cable or on streaming, there's a there's a delay. There's Correct. a buffering yes, there delay. There is. Yes. And so it's never really midnight when everybody says midnight. It's a very straight you know, it's it's it's, it's, it's midnight. Th- yeah, it's midnight there. Yeah. But it is seven seconds delayed when you get it. And it's also, if you're watching the East Coast one, it's weird because yeah. then you have the 11 o'clock New Year's thing. Because, and, and you, I started noticing a few years ago that you would start to hear the hooting and hollering in staggers. 
Yes, you know, yeah, depending right, yeah. on w- where you were and whose house was watching what, you could listen outside, and the houses would sort of stay. It was never precise. That, right, yeah, I think I don't know why that matters to me so because, much. But I think, <laughs> well, because we got to start doing it right. Yeah, well, you can blame the FCC. Yeah, because that damn delay. If they would just let people swear, that, that, so. that everything would be just fine. I guess so. And on streaming, you're always going to have a lag. So yeah. I, I that's what I mean. It's everything's all. I don't know. It's all sorts we've, of goof. We've lost. We've lost something. I know in uh, at Disney uh, at Epcot. They have, you know, the World Showcase, and so they celebrate every time one of the countries in the World Showcase oh, has neat. their New Year's. They get a celebration, but they turn they turn Epcot into a club. Really? Like, over in the China Pavilion, there's a giant, like, dance floor with a giant DJ. They do the same thing in Italy, and like it, it's like, oh... They do not want children here yeah, at Epcot. Yeah, yeah. For uh, children can go to to go to Magic Kingdom. Everybody else goes to Epcot and just gets hammered and gets to be in the club up in Epcot. Right. <laughs> up in Epcot, it's uh, it's quite the ordeal. I'm sure there'll be some vloggers, including uh, my friend Nate Painting Mr. Morrow. You can check him out. That'll be there to enjoy that. We'll take our last break, and when we come back. If you ever want to go to New York, which sound as a kid and and as a teenager, like I want to be in Times Square. It sounds. Awful to me now. Miserable. Yeah. But I have the prices that can get you in to where you don't talk. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you on this Friday, December 29th. Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. A year-end spectacular episode will be dropping later on today. Oh, it'll be spectacular. That's right, and she'll like it too, because we're brought to you by Nugenics. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. So, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve emanates from Times Square in New York. Yeah. And growing up is always like, oh my God, I'd love to be there, I'd love to be there. And then you realize those people usually wear Depends. Mm Mm-hmm. Because once you're in there, there's no going to get another drink or anything like that. You're just, you're kind of stuck yeah. where you're at for hours. hours. Like, it's not, it's not you just roll up at 10 p.m. It's like, no, 2 p.m. in the afternoon, people are staking out their spot and they don't move. So And it's winter. Yeah, and it's winter. And inevitably, you'll get interviewed by someone and you get the drunk idiot who will yeah. be like, oh, Jenny McCarthy is super hot. Well, you can still enjoy the festivities from afar, but it's going to cost you a pretty penny. Uh, This comes to us from, I believe the New York Times had this. Um, You can go to, and I I swear that if you go to this website, you will get a list of the costs and kind of how to get in. If you go to (laughs) Balldrop.com. <laughs> Come on. Which I'm seems, not, uh, no, no. It no. seems a little on the nose. I don't want a virus. There's 30 different Times Square packages that you can purchase for various prices in order to be able to watch Times Square and the ball drop without having to be in the chaos. Mm-hmm. Because here is what they're saying is um, it's $650 per person to sit at one of the two Applebee's locations in Times Square. Once again, let me say that again. Oh, my gosh. $650 per person to have a seat at a New York, at a Times Square Applebee's 
on New Year's Eve. So nothing's included here in this package? Well, it'll offer a menu that goes beyond the fast food chain's usual fare of bottomless salad and pasta options. You're really paying for the real estate to be in the area and ultimately get a view of the ball drop at midnight. Um, so, yeah, so you get basically it includes some food, it includes some drinks, and a seat Ooh, man. at an Applebee's. for So a, a couple, what it will cost you, if my math is correct, $1,300 yeah. to be at an Applebee's in Times Square <sighs> on New Year's Eve. Is that even close to being worth it? No, and I'm trying to think, I mean, yeah, maybe if you're at a really nice restaurant at 30 Rock or if you're some, yeah, I mean, if you're something uh, substantial, but I can't imagine how far down the list do you have to go where you go, ah, Applebee's will be fine. <laughs> I guess that's all we got left. Well, Evan Lund, a 36-year-old cybersecurity manager from Colorado and his wife, Julie, a 36-year-old teacher, they attended the Applebee's New Year's Eve festivities last year with a foreign exchange student who was staying with them. They loved it so much, they're back. <laughs> To watch the countdown this year. We want to introduce you to all that America has, like Applebee's. They're back with another foreign exchange student. They're hosting from... Are they... Doing things with huh? that foreign exchange? Yeah, I don't think so. No, so, some people just do that. Okay, way. okay. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, we had to find a, it's not your thing. We had to find a party that was for all ages, since the exchange students are under 21, and we wanted to find one with a live view of the ball drop. Others offered streaming, but not a live view. Uh, the atmosphere and the different kinds of people who are there are great. The different kind of people who are paying... $650 a person to go into Applebee's. It doesn't even, it doesn't even sound awesome. You know, you, no. when you tell someone, hey, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? I'm going to Applebee's. <laughs> what? Even if, even if you're saying, I'm going to the Applebee's in Times Square. Yeah, it's still, still what? It's, exactly. If you don't want to spend that kind of money for $499 a person, you can enter the AMC 42nd Street Movie Theater which will be converted into a nightlife space along its four floors with the option to walk onto one of the two terraces with the sight line of the encrusted ball. The event is limited to 400 people from the theater's usual capacity of 1,500 to 2,000. So okay. that's 499 500 bucks. You don't really get anything with it except for the views. I mean, you don't have to hang sit out. there and hang wow. out. Uh, those willing to break the bank can head over to the Broadway Lounge at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square with the Prime Couples Package for... What do you think that's going to be? You're at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square, and you're getting the prime couples package. What's that going to set you back? I'm going to say uh, $850. $850? Yeah. No. No. $6,250 per person. No kidding. Provides a table overlooking Times Square, an open bar, dinner, and, drum roll please, a concert by former Cool and the Gang member Skip Martin. <laughs> just, just Skip. Just, just one of the one of the gang. One of the gang. Yeah. yeah. Former Cool and the Gang member Skip Martin. Mm-hmm. Which one was Skip? Martin? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, he was uh, and the gang. He wasn't cool. <laughs> he wasn't cool. That's true. Uh, the Renaissance New York Times Square is selling tickets to its R Lounge from anywhere from nineteen hundred dollars to sixty five hundred dollars per person. Uh, the $6,500 per person one uh, provides a front row iconic view of the live ball drop and revelers around you. Uh, many city dwellers, however, say they couldn't pay them to step foot anywhere near new, uh, near the uh, Times Square on New So Year's if Eve. you're just out on the street in Times Square, uh, is it just... Uh, I think it's first, first come, first serve. I think it is. I I don't know if there's a process of like, there's a lottery and you have to pay to get in. I think it's first come, first serve. 
Uh, but you're then wherever you're at, and you're just kind of stuck. We were in New York for the 4th of July and saw the fireworks over the Hudson, um, and it was hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, it was just a mass of people going to these uh, fireworks, and, uh, I mean, it, it's it's intense. You know, you sit there and you go, wow, that looks really neat, but then suddenly you're, you're just shoulder to shoulder with people, uh, and I can only imagine in, in Times Square, uh, you know, at least on the, on the river, you can spread out a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, this here's, was, this they was also bananas. Have, and balldrop.com actually does take you to a list of all the different New Year's Eve celebrations uh, in New York that you can buy. You can have New Year's Eve cruises. Uh, get ready. There's the, the Harbor Lights cruise starting at 249, the Timeless Yacht 299. The problem with that is you're stuck then. If people are just total a-holes and party animals... Yeah, you're on a boat. You're on a boat and you got nowhere to go. You yeah. got nowhere to go. You got different bars. Uh, let's see here. You got uh, family-friendly friend Tortazzo Times Square starting at $229 a person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you got the Lexington yachts. You got so many different ones to do. But it doesn't say if you just want to be on the street, if you Boy, if uh, what that's going to cost you. Yeah. I mean, if I put down some money to be there, I want to guarantee that everybody else there is awesome. Correct. Uh, there, there's not one idiot yeah, uh, in the bar. There's, there's idiots it's everywhere. Like, I want my money back. There's an idiot. Here's uh, Dallas Barbecue Times Square New Year's Eve. You get uh, a half mile from the ball drop. You get up to six hours of an open bar, a barbecue buffet available from 8 to 11.30 p.m., and VIP mezzanine with private buffet and champagne on every table. Oh my Amazing Lord. service and signature cocktails. The price starts at uh, $239 a person uh, for general admission. Open bar for six hours? Oh, Good you, God. There's going to be a lot of barbecue left over on the floor oh after that. Oh, Lord. That's for sure. Uh, be safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful new